Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live from the 6th and Peabody studio and across the OutKick network, this is OutKick 360 with Jonathan Hutton, Chad Withrow, and Paul Kuharski. Out of the gates, ready to go. OutKick 360 is back. Tuesday edition is here from 6th and Peabody with Yeehaw Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine. Glad you're with us. John McClain will be with us talking all things NFL headlines in an hour. Uh, and later, Pete Schoenthal will be with us, CEO of Affliance, which is a company that's allowing student-athletes, college players, to stay compliant based on NIL guidelines. We'll, we'll discuss the ins and outs of what Affliance is all about and the future of what this company can provide as we try to find a path towards understanding guardrails that can be in place based on last summer's Supreme Court ruling. Gentlemen, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Fired up, ready to go. Nice, uh, varied show today. A little NFL, a little NIL also. Looking forward to it. I am as well. I've got a little bit of a, a, a parenting slash coaching dilemma. It's not a federal issue. It's enough to uh, make me uncomfortable and come to you guys for advice slash guidance we are here to guide you paul so um that's, simon, that's, that's why we're here simon, to guide you simon 12 year old 12 years old last season on the small field for um travel ball but he played jv on on a big field that's over so with that being over took him back last week to the hitting coach and the pitching coach that he goes to uh when he's not playing because he had some time and he wasn't wasn't hitting great and so he went back to his guy who got him going. He, I had sent him some videos of Simon's at-bats from the previous week's tournament, which I'd never done before. We walked into the cage, and he said, I get two things for you right off the bat. We're going to fix everything. He said he was swinging at high stuff. I said, well, that's because the umpiring was bad and the zone was high, and if he wasn't swinging at that stuff, he would have been called out. And he said, and his bat's too flat. So he said, you know, he's, he's simply starting out too flat. We need to get him in a position where his bat's more vertical to create a better swing path. And so we got him holding the bat higher. And I showed you guys both a video of him. He wants him to hit opposite field. He's a lefty. And he thinks he'll form good habits by trying to go opposite field. He's fast. So if he's hitting, you know, putting the shortstop in the hole, he's got a lot better chance of beating that out than he does if he's hitting the second base or to first base. It's sound logic, I think. And he's got a pretty swing to put it over there. So he went to this tournament in Georgia, and he went 5 for 11, and all of his stuff was to that side. And all of the hits were into that hole outside of a, a suicide squeeze bunt that, that won a game. So he looked really good. So we get back to practice last night, and not a, not a lot of the other kids on the team were hitting opposite field. So they made the hitting practice about hitting to opposite field. You got five swings off the tee to hit opposite field. Then one of the coaches was throwing pretty hard outside, trying to get everybody to hit opposite field, opposite field, opposite field. Simon's had a little trouble catching up to it at the beginning. 
and then he was fouling stuff off a lot, and then his coach asked him to lower his hands. And his mind, of course, got all tied in knots, and he ended up having a really bad session. So this was a different coach? Yeah, so his, hit, his hitting coach versus him to do the head coach then. of his, his team. Then I say at the end, Simon, do you want to sort out the hands thing with your coach? This and is, he's very shy in terms of things like that. He's like, no, I'm good. This is your standard <laughs> debate right. now of you know AAU coach versus school coach. And who to listen to. And I to. feel badly he winds up in that position. But I feel like he's going really good going into it. I don't want to mess with him because he, right, he's yeah. been doing well. Because he's playing well. And I kind of said that to the coach. Hey, we were working on getting his hands up because the swing path was bad. But he said, hey, against fast pitcher, I want him to get, get to where he's going quicker. So what do I do now? You know, and now he's going to see the hitting coach tomorrow night. So I'll have that conversation with him too. I think you asked the hitting coach for his advice on this. Because I guarantee you he's run into this dilemma a lot. Yes. Where he's instructing someone and then that player's going to his travel ball team or high school team and that travel ball coach or high school coach is giving the opposite instruction and the kid's confused. So he knows how to handle that. Yeah, and I, I bet he'd think, be willing to pick up the phone and call the coach yeah. and talk to him about what he's trying to do with him. And I don't think it's his intent for Simon to have high hands like for his whole life. I think it's his intent for him to have high hands for a while to retrain the bat path, right? to get him in a good spot, and then when his hands get back to, to a – you know, it's, he's not holding his hands above his head. Chad, you looked at it. You said you didn't like the high hands. I, I don't like the high hands either, but his bat's on a good path, and he, he ripped that single that you saw. Yeah, no, it was So a it's good getting hit. a good result. It was oppo right between third and short, you know, over the head into the outfield. What would Coach Withrow say? Well, just in general, I'm not a hitting instructor. <laughs> I don't know the finer nuance of it. I hate when you start – an, uh, your batting stance high because typically with little kids, my daughter's this way, and I would just say hands down. And she'll want to get in this thing where her softball coach taught her that. She had to just one, you know, went to a couple lessons, doesn't do it regularly. But the woman that played college softball had her hands really high and she, she was doing that. But when you do that, especially little kids, it, it, it adds emotion. Right. Like you go down and then swing typically. And I don't like that. I just like putting your hands where your swing's going to start. So you kind of rest your hands right there, and it's one smooth motion. So you're not having to go up or down with your hands before you swing. This is that helping would be him my load and get but, into a good path. But everyone's different, yeah. and this is helping him. So I say continue doing it, especially with the results of that tournament. Now I fear he's going to be a head case this weekend. I'm going to be away. And so hopefully we get it all sorted out Wednesday I think night. you asked the private hitting instructor advice on, on how to talk to the coach. And I'm willing to bet he might say, hey, I know the guy or I'll call him and just explain what we're trying to do. And maybe there's some middle ground there that you can work with with both coaches. Paul, you're headed to Vegas. Um, and it's time for me to pay up. Maybe you can turn this 200 into uh, <laughs> four or uh, 4,000 4, for, for all or, or, or at least so a couple hours. We, we had a $100 bet. that <laughs> entertainment. That, uh, yeah, th- yeah, maybe this will give you 30 minutes of pleasure in, in Las <laughs> it Vegas. It better be more than that. Um, we had a $100 bet that Brady and Rodgers, uh, I said, would not be back with their current team going into the offseason. And, I don't know, within, what, two weeks of that, Tom Brady retired. Then 41 days later, he's back. Um, so there's your 100 back that you had paid me Thank on the show. Kindly. And then here is the 100 uh, that I now owe you. Uh, for Brady, well, he's he's taking the money from Fox, but he's 
He's waiting he's a year at least. He's putting on layaway. He's putting that Fox yeah. money on layaway. And um, Teresa didn't see that. And then, yeah. <laughs> and then Aaron Rodgers uh, got his 50 mil and uh, remains with the Packers for another year. We all know Teresa's not watching the show, so you're saying <laughs> it's fine. She watches she's it a not little more know. than... Uh, then you'd like her to. <laughs> yeah, well, at certain times, yeah. Yeah, there are times I get texts like, why would is, you talk uh, about that on the show? I'm like, stop watching. <laughs> is Blackjack the game of choice oh, as yeah. you head It's out almost there? all Blackjack. We, we, we pull on uh, the Wheel of Fortune big slots. Oh, I love to, Wheel of Fortune. Try time that up. But other than that, I mean, we'll get a blackjack table relatively early in the day when the minimum is low, and we won't leave it till well you in the middle of the night. You all stay together? Oh, yeah. And play, okay. It'll I didn't know if you like, had the thing where you I, want to be at a different table because oh, no. you want to ride the hot hand. Oh, no. We I really want to be. BS and sit at that I, table I, for like seven hours. I'd straight. love to be a guy that's into craps. I always watch that table, and I love the action on the table. I have no idea anything about it. Never even tried to play it. But I, if I'm in a casino, which it's rare, and I'm not a big casino gambling guy, card game of any kind, but every time I'm there, I'm envious of the group around the craps table. I want to be that group. Uh, well, the thing about the craps table is it sounds great while it's great, but you're not paying any attention to it when it's quiet. <laughs> True. But, I mean, just the whole process. Yeah. Like how you're helping other people out and, you know, it's kind of a, I, I've I don't know. I've tried to get craps down. The thing is, every time I play craps, I'm just following somebody else's direction. So it's not that yeah, much fun. They said, put it here, do this, take that. I, I've, I played it on my phone last time going to Vegas to like train myself, but it wasn't enough. Do you go by the book when you're playing blackjack? Pretty much. And you want aces and eights, so you want to split. Do you get mad you at other people again? when they don't play by the book? Especially third baseman. I mean, the last guy before you get to the dealer, if he does something stupid, and, and then you know, it ruins what the dealer does, you get pissed. So usually sometimes our the best dealer, guy is sitting at third base. Sometimes the dealer, though, will like, recommend you. for you what yeah. to do. Yeah. Are you sure you want or to you do say that? What, yeah, or you or say, this makes sense what would to do, you this? do What would you do here? Yeah. First time I played, I would... I think the dealer could kind of tell that I was confused at certain points, yeah, like so thinking about what to do, and he's like, you want to stay. Yeah. He'd just kind of give me the heads up just to keep the game rolling, to not take a lot of time with it. You, you want to – go ahead. You want to hit there. Uh, that, and you mentioning Wheel of Fortune. I can hear the – The chimes. I can hear the chimes. I can hear the wheel spinning, um, the whole thing. I could smell the ox- – not smell it, but I could feel the oxygen. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just feel the oxygen. I could feel not knowing whether it's night or day. The energy. No hints of the light. I saw Hutton's eyes get just a little bit bigger when he heard about oh. Wheel of Fortune. He oh. started to hear I've the been been casinos. I've been in some casinos with Hutton. It's I mean, been a while that, that, since he gets, he gets. Uh, he looks like a guy who stuck his finger in an electric socket. <laughs> Hutton that, just comes alive the moment he walks through those doors. Most recently, we were in Cleveland, and we, uh, we, we maintained our composure, but we got excited. Yeah, we, did, we didn't leave bankrupt. No. We didn't bankrupt Harris either. Like we were. <laughs> yeah, we said, hey, we, we got out of here after we, three hours without being in pain. We walked in, Chad, and said, Harris, we are here to bankrupt you. <laughs> yeah, and I was, then we left with like 100 less. I was um, with uh, Clay Travis in Vegas the one time I've been. He got kicked off a blackjack table. Really? Uh, for uh, just getting overly excited. For counting? <laughs> no, not, 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 not card counting. They didn't break his thumbs out back or anything. But he was just yelling, pay me my money, Steve Wynn, <laughs> over and over. Pay me my money. He would, he would smack down on it. So he was on a, a heater, and he was just you know, a little yeah. intoxicated and <laughs> excited. Wasn't you know, being mean or angry towards anyone at the table or the dealer. He was it having was just, fun. And the guy 
kicked him off the table. We have things that carry over from year to year, like way back, the f- maybe the first time we went, which wasn't long out of college, where we stayed at a place called the New Frontier, which uh-huh. I- I'm sure was shortly condemned uh, shortly after we were there. But we met some girls. We were all single at the time, and these girls were from Kansas City. And so their big thing when they were looking for blackjack was lemonade after this guy, who a, a famous concessionaire at, uh, at, at the Royals ballpark hmm. who shouted out lemonade when he was selling lemonade. So we picked that up. So the odds are this weekend somebody would say lemonade. <laughs> you guys going to stop off in KC for a game after that on the way back, the flight back, just to honor the lemonade I, guy? I really patched together this trip because airfare is way up. So I'm using points on Southwest one direction and points on United another. Is direction. there anything that's down right now? <laughs> yeah, what's I, low? I haven't heard anyone come up to you. Go, you know what, guys? The price of ice is really <laughs> low. Down. It's amazing that the ice market has just really gone where you can get it for dirt cheap. Yeah. Is there well, anything that's cheap right now? Like, is there anything going well in the economy? I, I ask this honestly. I, I don't know. I'm not an economist. I mean, I feel like cookies have remained the same. Yeah, that's, that's a, a, also an interesting study of what has remained exactly the same. Because I, I if feel you're getting like a cookie at a gas station, it's a dollar twenty nine. Every food is up. Like everything you'd get at a grocery store is up at least a little bit. Some things more than others. Just having made a driving trip, I feel like convenience store snacks are roughly the same. I also noticed um, I read an article over the weekend. Don't ask me why. I guess I was grilling that night, and this interested me on, on Twitter, so I went to it. Um, secondary cuts of meat. So, you know, chicken quarters. <laughs> no, your cuts of meat was one of my yeah, favorite. Yeah, like letterman. not, you know, you're not going to go get With prime those really rib. Cutting or, back. Or We're short of the secondary And cut. not even yeah, animal. Yeah. <laughs> next, no, they're going to no, go so. to ter- tertiary cuts of meat. Yeah. We can't have the filet. What's, <laughs> what's next? Rhino, you know, <laughs> mule butt, uh, these types of things. Uh, but horse, no, these horse. Things that. <laughs> <laughs> horse. Cat, donkey, <laughs> Paul's dog. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Please don't. Someone, no one come in here and glue yourself. Pete is on their way in. I don't want anybody gluing the, gluing themselves to our studio set. Um, but no. So secondary cuts of meat, people are going to buy those now because you know strips and prime rib and everything so expensive. Yeah. So they're going down and they're learning ways and learning about ways to kind of church up cuts of meat that people don't normally buy and make it delicious. And uh, so I was, you know, researching some things to do with secondary cuts of meat. But then I read at the end of it, these cuts of meat are about to be way more expensive, too. We need a graph Because it's going to be Secondary scarce. cuts of meat. We need because to create a you, segment. people, they're not, they're not accustomed secondary to selling this much of it, right? Yeah. So now people are buying this up, and it's going to drive the price up. I, I, we need a you butcher on to talk about uh, cuts of meat. I, I Tweet could, us. I could spend three I'll hours with kick 360 to talk I've got about a lot of questions. secondary cuts of meat. I just want to go back to the convenience store thing. We stopped, you know, maybe three times, once for gas, twice for drinks. And two places had non-functioning fountain soda machines. I think if, you're oh, non, is... if you have a non-functioning fountain soda machine, you shouldn't be allowed to sell the expensive gas. You should have to be shut down until your fountain drink machine is fixed. That should ha- you should have to have that in when, order to sell gas. Did they at least of, have signage up where it was clear that it was not working? Well, on the machine itself, yeah. but you're sucked in there first. What, yeah, am yeah. I going to a second place to get a drink? Well, it so, would be even worse, though, if you walked up to it and it had no signage and you just realized there's nothing going on. That's a federal crime. Uh, on, in our, our trip in Oklahoma, Claire f- uh, found, I don't know, online, it was this small little store uh, market that was known for having the best soda machine 
you know, fountain in machine in Oklahoma. I and know, so we went something. in, and half of it was out of order. I think Claire, <laughs> it's so good they can't keep any of the soda <laughs> in the fountain. They ought to put an app together. Claire and Angie have an app. Claire knowing which has the best fountain drinks, and Angie knowing which has the best bathrooms. All Imagine a place having both a great fountain drink and a great bathroom. I mean, they're very few. They're probably 10 places in the United States. Yeah, it's, it's few and far between. She probably found that place on that same website I was reading about the secondary cuts of beer. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah no, no question. Uh, I, I'm going to Google this during well, the break. So imagine with Row, like the, the waiter comes up and he's like, you know, we have You want this, some bologna? We have this Japanese, <laughs> Japanese Wagyu uh, that is just prime. I mean, it is. Hey, get it is no, it, no, no. It's no. a choice cut. No. Uh, excuse me, sir. Um, what about the secondary? Do you have any flank cuts? <laughs> Any shank cuts for us? Let's this go down the pecking order. Any of the spare livers order. hanging around back yeah. there? <laughs> I'm really, I'm really on the grill. I'm looking for a round cut yeah. from the uh, from the the hind legs. Do you have any steaks that are? Do you, do you have any steaks that I could fry? <laughs> go to a nice steakhouse. Like, could you just drop the liver in a fryer and then bring it out to me? And my girls, are, I'll take that my for four seventy five. Fried bologna. So here, here are only. your secondary cuts: the chuck cut, which is the forearm. <laughs> I never knew that. Did you know through that? the shoulder blade to part of the neck. The rib cut, the sixth through the twelfth ribs, oh, tender with plenty of fat marbling. Ribs. An inexpensive cut is what it's described yeah. as. Also, the shank. Not anymore. Uh, an inexpensive shank cut. Shank is the rear. The beef the rear. shank is uh, something you normally put like in a roast. Stew. Yeah, it's the, something you're not, not going to eat by itself. Located beneath the loin and boneless. Tough, but full of flavor is how it's described. Yeah, get, Girls are really going to be complaining so about that. Flank they steak, also think it's spicy. Chad's churching that one now, up. I've, right. So I've done flank steak a lot, and uh, that's what you put on fajitas. Yeah. So when we make fajitas, we get the big, flank you know. Flank steak could be good. Yeah. Well, now you he's can, eating you that as steak now. You yeah. can, now uh, that's the filet. You can Girls, have some filet. <laughs> Daddy cooked up some filet. I mean, the, the visual, if you've seen a flank steak on a plate with a baked potato next to it. <laughs> this is what we're eating tonight. <laughs> This flakes day. The loins cut, the top of the animal behind the rib. Some of the most inexpensive cuts are found here, is what it says. Um, and the short plate sounds like something Chad would order to meet in three. The short plate beneath the rib cut, primarily the belly. So the short plate is, uh, yeah, it's like the undercarriage of the rib, I think. We're going over to Sperry's to have some flank steak. We need a, this segment now needs to turn into a, a butcher segment. We really summer. need a butcher. Leading into Memorial Day weekend <laughs> and Fourth of July and grilling season, I feel like we need to have a butcher on to take us through secondary cuts. Because, me, because for Fourth of July, Memorial, do you have any shoulder clod? Yeah, because for the holidays, everybody's <laughs> going to be. I mean, Ruth's Chris is going to be dumbing this stuff down. We we all have to get ready for it, and then for our grilling for the holidays. If I said this two words to you guys, have you ever heard of this? And everybody in the studio right now, nod one okay. way or the other. Raise your hand. Store grind. You've Do you know of anyone that ever has asked for store grind? Well, you, because you told us well, about your buddy who yeah. goes like on Tuesday morning at six forty-five when they. So my buddy, his, his, his dad knows about it. This? Yes. So they take like meat. all the you know they take um, prime rib, you know different things, different cuts of meat they have. They grind it all together. So it's usually a more flavorful but burger. You, you can't afford basically. that yeah. for burgers. It's, it's, it's ground beef. <laughs> no one can afford that anymore. Now, now no, they're getting hot same, dog grind. It's the same price. You just got to know who to ask. And the last two times anymore, I, went to, I went to a Publix and a Kroger and asked. And, I mean, the butcher laughed at me. <laughs> and he's just like, yeah, we don't do that. 
Dude, we don't do that anymore. He's like, store grind? No, no, man, we don't, we don't have that. That's a thing of the past, man. Yeah, I was like, sorry, my buddy comes to this same Kroger. He my says, right great, here, this location, he gets it. My great, great, great grandpappy used to do store grind. Sorry, well, no, sir. No, uh, more, no modern butcher's doing but store grind. Not walking you know what? Um, I'm not looking for the store grind. Do you have any hind grind? <laughs> That's what I'm looking for today, sir. Do you have any shin meat? <laughs> I, I want I want the meat taken by cleaver directly off hey, the cow's yeah, I, shin. My <laughs> grandfather used to get this for his dog, but you know times are getting tougher. I, I, times are getting I, tougher, much like this meat. Yeah, I, I heard I could grill it if I marinate it long enough. It'll be good for the girls. I mean, I I can't wait to have this butcher on yeah, to Lucy take us through this. What do I need to do to chew it on the bone? Yeah, to disguise yeah. this so they actually think they're having filet. <laughs> I'm hungry. Well, right can now. you imagine if I told them that was filet their whole life and they finally had a filet? Yeah, filet. And then they get taken on their first date and the guy takes them out for a filet. I mean, hey, I, I don't know why. I, Dad! I, I, I remember vividly, uh, like second or third grade, there was this kid who came over and was staying the night at, the, at our house. And we had, <sighs> we had uh, family dinner and he joined us. He had never had a dinner roll before in his life. Wow. And so he had a dinner roll with us that, and I was just, I just remember like staring at him watching him eat it. <laughs> this is a lot like uh, Sam. Like do something. you like it? Yeah, I was like, don't you love these dinner rolls? This is the Sam Howell of bread. Yes. Is yeah, he had Howell? never tried dinner rolls. Yeah. I, I, listen, I mean, we're just playing catch up here. Uh, Letterman's Know Your Cuts of Meat was one of the best segments I thought on, on his show. Well, I, I think when we get this uh, charismatic butcher on, to talk about this, let's just throw out a cut of meat that's awful and ask him what he would do with it. That's good. the charismatic that butcher may, that, segment. That may need to be more of a chef <laughs> role with that. Give him a cut of meat and they tell you what to do with it. But I think the butcher could walk us I through that as well. I think this is our fastest growing segment. We haven't even put it together yet. Sponsors are lining up. I love it. Secondary cuts of meat. Affordable for everyone. With the charismatic butcher. Get ready, America. This is what we're going to resort <laughs> to now. We might have to go to extended break here and just put this together right now. <laughs> uh, hit us up on Twitter, at Outkick360. You can tell us your favorite secondary cut of meat <laughs> uh, and compare it to whatever Chad has researched. Uh, I'm going to tweet out right now, uh, considering America's current economy, what's your favorite secondary cut of meat? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chad has a column available at Outkick.com involving the dream broadcast teams and more than just in the booth studio shows, and much more. We're going to go through ours, and Chad will lay out his as well as he did uh, very well at OutKick. We discussed that, and it does include Peyton Manning, next on OutKick 360. But first, though, Aurora NutriScience, VitaLifeScience.com is the website for great supplements. Aurora delivers your supplements where you need them the most, your body. VitaLifeScience.com is the website, V-I-D-A-LifeScience.com. It's where you can see more information, and OutKick360 season ticket holders receive a 15% discount with the code OutKick360 at checkout. Typical pills, uh, capsules, not well absorbed, but here is Aurora, unique cutting-edge nutritional and absorbable supplements encapsulated in liposomes that ensure greater absorption in the body's bloodstream. I use the vitamin C, the vitamin D3, and glutathione daily. Simple, single-use package. You can grab and go in the mornings. You, know, you can mix them uh, with your workout, their protein shake, whatever it might be. 
Um, Aurora supplements can also help you if you're a weekend warrior, if you take medication for high cholesterol, and much, much more. Check out VitalifeScience.com for more info. 15% off with the code OUTKICK360. V-I-D-A, VitalifeScience.com. What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie, your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer. With over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros, Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back. And their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless. From researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience, Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. With Tom Brady headed to Fox, here are some other dream broadcast scenarios. Outkick 360 rolls on across the Outkick network, live from 6th and Peabody in Music City, Nashville, Tennessee, and across uh, the great Outkick network, which includes wonderful partners like Sports Radio 104.7 in the Upper Cumberland. Uh, we say hello to Somo Sports Radio uh, in Missouri. Also, Fox Sports Shoals, Muscle Shoals, Alabama, Huntsville, and Florence, Alabama. Um, Chad, recent column at Outkick, you went through some of your dream scenarios and compared them to the acquisition of Tom Brady for Fox Sports, who is, in effect, now the face of the brand itself uh, and beyond. And, yeah. and in thinking of studio shows, booths, um, highlight shows, whatever it might be, you were churning through some dream scenarios that may be a pipe dream, but at the same time would be a complete home run. Yeah, and the column's up at OutKick.com if you want to go check it out at some point. I'll quickly go through my three that I wrote about at OutKick. Uh, but again, this is – don't limit yourself with this. Wherever you want to go, it doesn't have to be a game broadcast. It doesn't have to be a studio. It could be a type of broadcast that you want to see featuring someone. But it features broadcasters. When we're looking at a dream broadcaster scenario in sports – um, and first, I want to pay the ultimate respect to Tom Brady, who I, I describe this as the ultimate transfer portal renegotiation. <laughs> this is like a college junior popping his head up out of the portal and getting way more to stay where he is and all these other things. Tom Brady retired for 41 days. And in those 41 days, he went to England to attend a soccer match that was owned by his team's owner, and mysteriously, Bruce Arians retires after this meeting. He announces he's coming back. And, oh, by the way, him and his agent negotiated a $375 million deal, reportedly, at Fox uh, for when he's done. Great job by Tom Brady. So my three, pretty simple. Michael Jordan on Inside the NBA. Michael Jordan, I have to be very honest, I don't know that we'll ever get that level of Michael Jordan outside of 
the Last Dance documentary at times because his brand is so perfectly crafted uh, that he doesn't want to go away from that. But if it could be honest Michael Jordan alongside Charles Barkley, yeah. it would be <laughs> terrific on it, that show. I would love to just watch and, – and Shaq and Kenny Smith, all those guys would be great together. Uh, but Michael Jordan on Inside the NBA was one. A second one was ESPN College Game Day is going to have to find a replacement for Lee Corso soon. If Nick Saban retires, I would love to pair two coaches in that seat, Nick Saban and Mike Leach. Nick Saban is going to be very polished, very prepared, very good on television. Mike Leach is going to be none of those things, and it's going to be awesome. It is going to be great to watch conflict with two people who are diametrically opposed personality-wise and thought process-wise. I think that would make for great television, those two guys on College Game Day. My third dream scenario, Peyton Manning, you could drop him into anything, and I think he would do well. He could be in a booth for a game. He could go on any number of studio shows. He's great on the Manning cast with his brother. Um, So, so far in his post-playing career, he's kind of bounced around and done different things. He's got his production company, too. But I really think that the best fit for Manning and his brand of analysis with humor is the Fox pregame show. Um, Look, Paul, I know you hate the fake laughter. I hate it at times, too, on that show. But that is a show that, whether it be Frank Caliendo or uh, Rob Riggle, Mm -hmm. they try to bring a comedic element to it and mix it with talking about the stories of the week in the NFL. I think Peyton Manning would be perfect with that mix. He's going to be good on any one show. But that would be – it'd also be a huge coup for Fox because Fox got one up – or excuse me, ESPN got one up on Fox by bringing Joe Buck and Troy Aikman to ESPN. Fox got a big win by being the one to land Tom Brady. Now what if Fox struck back because Peyton's got the deal with ESPN and got Peyton to go to Fox? I'd love to see all three of those. See, I think he'd be a waste – I mean, I agree with you. Peyton would be good at anything, and I'd be interested in hearing him on anything. I think he'd be a waste away from the game. Uh, and I think he's already got a sense of the tempo it takes to, to chime in during a game. Or now he's got an ideal scenario where he doesn't have he, – he created a niche for himself where he doesn't have to talk in eight-second sound bites between plays because he's allowed to talk over the game about the most important plays or – or have conversations over the less important part of the games, but crank up for the final four minutes of a close game or anything like that. I want them in games. I don't want them on studio shows. I don't care that much about studio shows uh, as compared to the actual product. I think your other ones are interesting. I don't think we'd get an open Jordan, but it's nice to dream about Yeah, I mean, look, this is is a dream scenario. And I'm allowing for people, you know, it doesn't have to be that realistic. This is your dream. You could just plop someone from any profession – and put them into a sports broadcast, and they're going to do it under this. And scenario. I'll take yours and replace Shaq because I think Shaq is absolutely <laughs> horrific. Started. You know what I, though? I can't hear Shaq it. Shaq is good on that show. For whatever it is about that show, he's good well, on that show. I don't. He could. I don't think he's be. always great, but there's something about the dynamic with those guys and how it brings out a lot of honesty in him. Because I mean, Shaq is very well rehearsed too in that's, terms of his business life that's the and best, how he presents himself that's the best he can possibly be but the energy level doesn't cut it for me here's mine i want to go golf i want a manning cast for golf with nick faldo who is excellent as as he is but golf is a very kind of stoic <clears throat> and conventional thing 
Um, and so we've not seen them toy with it. And I want them with Phil Mickelson. I think Phil Mickelson um, in the, what do they call him, the, the broadcast they've done with uh, where he's been a participant. The match? The match. In the matches, to me, he's been the absolute star, the most candid guy. Tiger doesn't really show you that much during those things. You want him to say more. Um, and some of the other people who have been in it, Aaron Rodgers has been interesting. Some of those guys have been interesting. But to me, the ones that Mickelson's been in, he's the guy who's been the star who I've been eager to, on the edge of my seat to see what he says next. He's been the most expansive, the brashest, um, and, and shown me the most about his game or what a situation calls for his or another guy's. I think he would be really good on something like that in terms of what a guy's game can do, what a situation calls for here, what the options might be, if a guy's shrinking under pressure or rising to the occasion, all of those things. And he and Nick together, I think uh, I would love to see the interplay there between two guys who have been very good at it themselves and could take you into different situations they, combining their storytelling about their own experiences, putting themselves into other guys' shoes, and knowing enough about those guys, uh, Phil in particular, with some contemporaries telling you about what they know. I, I know this guy tends to do this in this situation, or when I played with him in the third round in, you know, whenever. I, I think that could be terrific. You know what, Phil and Peyton, I think either one would be great on television is they have such a frantic energy about themselves uh, that it comes across well, though, because there's never a dull moment. Phil Mickelson, we hear him talk during the match because he doesn't stop talking. Not going to be dead air. He's just constantly going, what are you doing here? He's asking questions. And, and, I mean, Peyton Manning on that Manning cast, he can't stop moving. You know, he's always explaining something and talking with his hands and getting into the game and doing – and you watch Eli, and he's the opposite. He's great, but he's still – he's calm, sitting there. His hands aren't ever moving. But Phil and Peyton are very similar from an energy standpoint. I agree. Um, I, I went a little outside the box here on how I would take current personalities in sports and keep them involved in the broadcast when they otherwise would just be headed home. PGA Tour is conducive for this. Guys, they get cut after a Friday round of a major. What's, what's keeping CBS or ESPN or Fox or uh, any of these other big networks that have the major from paying Jordan Spieth or Bryson DeChambeau or Brooks Kepka to stay on for the final two, two rounds after just playing that exact course for two straight days and really a week prior in all the practice rounds, put them on a hole where you have uh, the sixth hole meet up with you know 15 and you, you can bounce back and forth where they're the reporter for you, so to speak, on big shots, putts, whatever it might be on how the green is breaking, um, and you get to know these guys a bit more than just always having the same repetitive voices on those broadcasts, who I think for the most part are really good, but we don't know these guys very well. I, I would love for – I think they missed I, – I realized they did the match um, – but I, I feel like we missed a moment to really dive in and twist the knife with the rivalry of DeChambeau and Kepka. And I would love for them to be paired up. And it's arranged. I mean, with, Tiger is going to be playing uh, at Southern Hills. Uh, he's paired up with Spieth and Rory this week. I would love for them to be paired up, and then they're mic'd up. And that's the extra level that we're getting with the broadcast. 
I, I think that elevates the sport itself and draws eyeballs in because, again, we're interested in the drama of all this. And, and I love that idea. I like it too. Um, and I don't know what it would take to, you know, a guy who may otherwise not have a weekend off is flying out of there, right? It's a dream scenario. So they're, they're yeah, saying but yes. You, but if you've got an extra couple million and, hey, Spieth, if, you're, if you don't make the cut, stick around. We're going to sign the deal. We're going to guarantee you. We're going to offset what you're losing from not yeah, making and, the cut. And now he's your expert, quote unquote. And they've got plenty of them. But again, you add them into the fold. They're currently on tour. Um, outside the box here, but I was thinking about, okay, who can be the next Brady, quote-unquote, for another sport? Not $375 million, but who is at that marker of he can make more in media than he can play in his current sport? And the answer is P.K. Subban in the NHL. He's wrapping up. He's an unrestricted free agent in a couple of weeks, and he's wrapping up a contract that just paid him $9 million a year after he was traded to Jersey uh, there's no way he's going to make that type of money on the next contract. But he would be, like, if you're thinking of the ESPN car wash guy, you put him on a debate table. They own the rights to the NHL. You put him on first take with Stephen A. You put him on get up. You have him do the Sports Center hits. Um, he brings the energy, the enthusiasm, and he'll speak his mind. That's the type of personality the NHL needs on the platform of ESPN with the investment they've made. He, I would put him in the studio. That's a good call. Yeah, he was, and he's on the studio now. I would uh, get him to retire. I would yeah, make him an offer to retire. He's, he's doing it temporarily right now, and I, I thought he was pretty good. I honestly think they should use more of him. I think he should be utilized more, he, not just as someone else in the studio setting. Well, that's how you use him more. With ESPN, yeah, he, can, you can, he can do he can, all of these right, things. do all those things, and there's enough outlets there that he could go do them. Have you guys watched Gretzky at all on the TNT yeah. and TBS stuff? Yeah. You want to talk about quiet. That guy is so calm and quiet that you almost have to, like, you get close to the TV when he's speaking. You know words of wisdom are coming out, but he's just not a loud guy on television. I, I, I even feel like the guys on set are almost leaning closer to him when they ask him a question and he's talking about the Is games. he any good? He's okay. He's, he's okay. He's okay when yeah, you, you can hear him. You need him to be better him. than okay. If, if you're the GOAT... Uh, I, I think people are looking for you. I, I'm looking for you to be better than okay. I haven't seen him for myself, to be honest. I'm not watching much. Well, it's true to his personality. You know, he's post, not a big, uh, loud, yelling guy, right? He's a very quiet, soft-spoken guy for the most part. So that's the way but it comes be, across on TV. But beyond that personality, then, if, especially if you're soft-spoken, I need what you're saying to really have a lot of gravitas. Well, everyone on that show defers to him. Yeah. They're very good. They come into the intermission break. Yeah. All right, great one. What would you think about that? And they all kind of listen for his cue on what he's going to say about whatever's going on in the game they're covering, and then they all give their thoughts after. The Angels Stadium is on hold, the headline says, due to unlawful activity. We will discuss what's up with the Angels and that stadium next on Outkick 360. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Alejandro Avila of Outkick.com has the story uh, recapped uh, through a report of the LA Times with uh, the Angels and the sale of their stadium being put on hold due to unlawful issues with uh, the mayor of Anaheim. Outkick 360 rolls on. Harry Sadu uh, is his name, and he made a campaign promise in 2018 that it was going to be his mission to keep the uh, Angels in Anaheim long term. And the the sale of the stadium to the team, which has been through the, the city, um, was put on hold in 2019 because it, it violated some laws and uh, issues there. Um, the state housing agency found the deal in violation of California affordable housing laws. That was in 2019. So as he's running for re-election, he has been holding this over the head, more or less, of the team. Saying, hey, donate a million dollars to my campaign, and in return, I will continue the sale of the stadium to the organization. And they've wiretapped him to where he was saying this. Um, the Angels, there's no evidence of any wrongdoing by their organization whatsoever. But he's on wiretap saying, yeah, a million dollars, uh, we'll, we'll push them to at least have a million dollars. He was unaware that the FBI had arranged for the conversation to be recorded. You know, for an Angels official to say no is bad. <laughs> that was what he said on tape. For an Angel uh, official to say no is bad, but for me to say so give me a million dollars is fun. If he's they under, say no, it's not going to be good for them. He's under investigation for public corruption, and that has kept this sale on hold. Watch him win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, I don't think uh, I think that there's going to be some charges that'll stick on this public corruption scandal uh, if he's saying that on a wiretap. That's it's a, been a while since I've been there, but uh, when I was there, it's pretty nice ballpark experience for a place kind of in the middle of you know I like a city ballpark, but for a place that's not in the city, I, I think Kauffman Stadium in Kansas City scored pretty well, and uh, Angel Stadium scored pretty well for me. I enjoyed it. Every time I pass by the Kansas City field setup with Arrowhead or whatever they call it now. It's and, Arrowhead. Uh, it's Arrowhead. Something field. G-E-H-A field. Yeah, it's I think very weird it's to hear Andy Reid say yes, it in their schedule that, release video. He's like, right? oh, I can't wait to Sound see like this an team ad. come to G-E-H-A field. And I'm thinking, what? God, sounded uh, unnatural. That's in a weird spot. Like just where they put Kaufman and it's yeah. just nowhere before yeah. you get into town. Anyway. About, what's the owner's name, Henry or Harry Sadu? No, he's the mayor. The mayor is Harry Sadu. I, I just heard Harry Sadu, and all I could hear was John Sterling's voice, what he would do with Harry Sadu. Harry Sadu, turning two. Does he Sadu? I Sidhu? kept rhyming the whole time. Or does he Sadu? Sadu, looks good on you. <laughs> we could go all the day. FBI oh, Special man. Agent Brian Atkins wrote, I believe Sadu illustrated his intent to solicit campaign contributions in the amount of a million dollars in exchange for performing official acts intended to finalize the stadium sale for the Angels. And let me tell you something. A million dollars doesn't go that far in Orange County, California. A million dollars <laughs> uh, sounds like... Just a made-up number from 1995. You know what, I'll take a million dollars. How about $1 million <laughs> instead? It seems like it would be more or less based on what you were Scott, trying to favor you were pushing Scott, through. Scott, the son of Dr. Evil, laughs at that. Yes. John McClain joins us coming up. Time to dive in to the NFL headlines of the day. We will discuss Deshaun Watson, where the NFL has started their meeting 
with the former Texans quarterback, current Browns quarterback. We'll get John's take on that and much more as we kick off our number two on Outkick 360.